Welcome, you are about to listen to a life-transforming and change-evoking sermon by Pastor Boahima of the Maker's House Chapel International, Hope Arena. We know for a fact that you will be blessed. Stay tuned. I want you to lift up your Bibles and say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. Oh, you are not saying it as if you believe it. It is the Word of God. I will become what it says I can become. I will go where it says I can go. I will definitely achieve what it says I can achieve. Now slap your chest like it's yours and say, I am a believer. Can you do it again? I am a believer. Amen. Amen. Shall we take our seats in the presence of the Lord? And today we are trusting that God will give you a word. I was telling Auntie B this morning that usually I start preparing my sermon on Mondays, right after service. Because by the time you blink and open, Sunday is here again. So I start early so that I don't don't struggle when it gets to the end of the week. So by yesterday, my sermon was, was basically done. But as I sat at prayerthon, the Holy Spirit decided to change the word. I wasn't amused. But I had to obey. And I was telling Auntie B this morning that any time that happens, then I know that the word is for somebody. I know that somebody needs that word this morning. Because the Holy Spirit knows I don't like last minutes. So when he gets me to do a last minute, then definitely the word is for somebody. And I pray that somebody will be you this morning. Even if it's not you, you can keep it in your archives. And when it becomes necessary, you can use it. Amen. But I trust that you will be blessed. Can you turn with me to the gospel according to St. Matthew? Is the first book in the New Testament. The gospel according to Matthew. And I'm reading the 22nd chapter from verses 1 to about 13. It's a parable. So I will read the parable. After that, we will go to Isaiah 61. And my emphasis is on um, verse 3. But I'll read from the first verse to the third verse. I'm sure most of you know what is there already. But Matthew 22, and I'm reading from verse 1. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. How sad. Again, he sent out other servants saying, Tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed. And all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways. One to his own farm. Another to his business. And the rest seized his servants. Treated them spitefully. And killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious. And he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways 
and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So the servants went out and did as they have been told. They went to the highways and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. And this is the emphasis of this scripture that I'm reading. The verse 11. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Isaiah 61, from verses 1 to 3. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And this is a prophecy of Isaiah concerning the Messiah who was to come. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance for our, of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, and the verse 3 is my emphasis, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I'll take verse 3 again. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen. Today I want us to talk fashion. We are talking about fashion, about garments. All of you are beautifully dressed this morning in very nice garments. And I just want us to Look a little into what garments are for. Why are you dressed so beautifully this morning? What does your dress say about you? Your garment speaks a lot about who you are. Your garments show your status in society. If you see somebody dressed in a political suit, I'm sure your first instinct is that they are probably a politician. If you see somebody dressed in a clerical they must be priests. So your garment basically says who you are in terms of your vocation and your status in society. If you see a chief from Mishash's country, you, will, you can't miss out because they will be dressed like chiefs. If you see a pauper, it's easy to identify the pauper because they may be dressed in garments that are not so good. Your garment shows who you are your status in society. It describes or shows your mood. So in those days when they were mourning in the Bible times, when they were, they were going through difficult periods and they called for mourning, they would come in sackcloth and, and put ashes on themselves. 
and, and, and the garments will show that they are mourning. It's the same in, in Africa, in our country, Ghana. If you see someone in black, even now that black has become the new red and it's fashionable, anytime I wear black and my mother sees me, the first question she would ask is, why, why who died? You know, I said, no, forget it. I'm going to church in black. But in this part of, of the world, we even show, our garments show the state in which we are. You're going to a wedding and you wear black. You may be labeled a witch because it's a joyous ceremony. And people will expect that you either be in white or you'll be in garments that are bright. So your garments speak a lot about your state, the state of your heart and your mood. When somebody is going through a depressive state, Sometimes when you see the way they are dressed, you can see that something is not all right some way. When somebody is just about going off, I mean on the borderline between sanity and insanity, it's very easy to, to start seeing it early in the garments that they begin to wear. So the person may come in slate and kaba with high-heeled boots, and probably a feather hat or something, and you start thinking, mm, these garments speak a little about the state of mind of the person that is wearing that garment. Your garment says a lot about you. And in the Bible, when Joseph was given the coat of many colors, it spoke a lot about his father's um, state of mind concerning him. It was obvious that it was given as a token of love and appreciation. So the garment was just an ordinary piece of clothing, but it, it, it stood for the father's love for his son, Jacob. That is why the prodigal son will go and come back. And one of the things that the father would do apart from embracing him is to ask him to take off his garments of shame and put on garments that befits the son of the father or the son of the king. So garments will be taken off and garments will be Joseph out of prison, when Pharaoh had called him to come, one of the first things he did was to take off his prison garments and put on garments that was befitting for him to go before Pharaoh. Is it interesting that when Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary, we are told in the book of Isaiah that don't try to be righteous by yourself because your righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. But his blood is able to take away those rags and make you white as snow, give you a garment that is befitting of one that has been bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus. What garments are you wearing this morning? We are wearing garments that have been given to us by virtue of the fact that we have been invited to a wedding. And you don't go into the, a, weddings, a, a big man's wedding wearing rags. When I was reading the story, I was like, ah, but the people, they were minding their business. It is you that lack guests. And you decided that you go and bring them in at all costs. Then allow them to come in whatever form. But as I read, I understood that anybody that invited you to their wedding, they also gave you a garment 
to come to the wedding with. So this man had been given a garment, just like we have been given garments when we gave our lives to Christ. And today I will show you what those garments are. And how as a child of God, if you neglect to wear those garments, there's going to be trouble for you. The title of my message is The Garment of Praise. The Garment of Praise. He says that he will take away our garment of shame and give us a garment of praise. Why? So that we can become trees of his righteousness and plantings of the Lord. The garments of praise. Sometimes when we, in fact, every time when we are called to praise the Lord, it will probably be in church. True or false. So it's praise and worship time. So we don't have a choice. We are part of the congregation. So I'm sure sometimes even when you are praising, your mind is not there. Like Pastor Ish is leading the worship with all the excitement and you are singing along. So it's praise and worship time. It's a time when, in some of the churches, praise and worship time is even used to wait for people to come. So let's extend the praise and worship so that more people will come into the service. But if you are into the service, it's a time when you are called on to praise the Lord. There are other times when I can imagine that you would offer praise unto God. It's when God does something awesome in your life. So, ordinarily, as you walk about, you may not praise him. You may not find reason to praise him. But anytime he does something amazing in your life, you find yourself lifting up praise unto him. I hope that is what you do. Oh, somebody respond. Okay. Or oh, God hasn't done something in a long time, so you are not even sure. May God do something in your life this morning so that you will have cause to praise him. Praise is when you extol and you magnify the name of our Lord. Praise is when you understand and, and sing out the attributes of our God. So when we say that you are praising God, one of the things you are doing is that you are speaking the attributes of God back to him. So when you come to him and say, Lord, you are holy. Lord, I exalt your holy name. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I bow before you in worship. When you come to him and say, your name is higher than any other name. When you come to him and say, Lord, be magnified. You are praising him. Praise is when you thank him for what he has done, the mighty works that he has done in your life, which is what we usually will do. Okay, so Lord, I thank you for my family. I thank you that you have given me health. I thank you that you have blessed my life with good things. I thank you for, for the job that you have given me. Lord, I could have died in this accident, but your hand saved me. Lord, I thank you because, and that is when you are singing of the awesomeness of God. When the Israelites will gather and they will sing about how God rescued them from the hand of the Egyptians, when he parted the Red Seas, when he gave them manna in in the wilderness. They will sing of the attributes and the greatness of our God. That is praise. And we are called upon in this verse that we have read this morning that praise should not be occasional but praise should become a garment that we wear as believers. It is a garment that allows us into the feasts and as I have described what garments are, 
You are supposed you, you, when, when the garment is given to you, it is your responsibility to take the garment and put it on yourself. And once you have worn the garment, what it means is that every day, every step that you take, that garment should be seen on you. So as a child of God, when I see you and I see misery, you are not wearing the garment of praise. As a child of God, the only time you give praise unto God is when he has done something in your life. You are not wearing the garment of praise. God knows how many of us are walking naked. Because without the garment of praise, we don't have the spirit of God resident in our lives. Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. What this means is that as you wear that garment of praise on yourself, God has no choice but to come and reside on you. And as long as the king of kings, the lord of lords, the Jehovah Debaal, the God who fights battles, the God who is able to deliver, the God who restores, the God who provides, as long as he is residing on your body, can you imagine what will happen? That is why the devil will do everything to steal your praise. The devil will make you complain and talk about everything instead of giving praise unto him. When you refuse to give praise unto God, there are many things that you are telling God. You are telling God that God, the problem that I have right now, it is bigger than you. So I would rather talk about the problem. I will feed the problem. I will mourn over the problem. Oh, why? Because the problem is so big. The Lord, you are not big anymore. You cannot overcome that problem. But let me tell you, when you are wearing that garment of praise, anytime the devil comes your way and he tries to take your praise, you will begin to extol the name of the Lord. You will begin to say that great and mighty are your works. You are God, all creator. You are the one who lives, who reigns, who has regency. You are God all by yourself. There is nothing that you cannot do. You are the God who parted the seas. You are the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. You are the God who is a miracle worker. You are the promise keeper. You are a covenant keeping God. God, you are excellent in all your ways. God, I worship you. I bow before you because what I know that the enemy cannot take my praise. As long as he takes the praise away from me, he has taken my garment away. And as long as the garment is taken away, he has taken my shield. He has taken my protection. He has taken my immunity. And I am free game. For anything the devil wants to do in your life. This morning I want you to live here. With a garment of praise. And what that means is that every minute of the day. Like Psalm 34 reads. David said I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. When I wake up in the morning. And my feet hits the ground. I am not saying. This is that I'm not feeling blah. But I, I get up in the morning. And I am saying that. Oh praise be the name of our God. Who has watched over me. When I slept he was with me. Now I am awake because he woke me up and I bless his name because he's the one that kept watch 
over me. It is not my alarm clock that woke me up. Go and put that alarm clock in the mortuary and let it go off and see whether anybody will rise up. I awoke because the Lord was with me. And you hit the ground and you are saying, today is going to be a wonderful day. Why? Because I am wearing the garment of praise. And anywhere that I step, the garment is on me and the power of the Holy Ghost is on me. So where it is difficult, I begin to sing praises unto him and he will make a way. If you don't understand, go to Silas and, and, and Paul when they were in prison. The gates were locked. Everything was shut off. There was no way of escape. But you know what? They remembered that they had a garment of praise. So Bible said in the middle of the night, when everybody was sleeping, they were not sleep. They woke up and began, began to sing praises unto God. And you know what? The prison gates opened on their own accord. The chains fell off. I am telling you this morning, anytime the devil comes to you and puts chains of doubt on you and puts impediments in your way, come on, rise up and begin to sing praises unto our God. And as you begin to sing, he will make a way where there seems to be no way. The garment of praise. Because as for righteousness, it is not your job. He has taken your righteousness and given you his own. So you have been invited to the wedding. But what infuriates the king is when after he has given you the garment of praise, you come into the wedding and all you are wearing is sackcloth and ashes. How dare you? How dare you? He died. He shed his blood on the cross of Calvary. He took a gamble on your life. When he didn't even know that you will be saved, he stepped out there, came from heaven, died a shameful death. And because of that, he has been able to hand you a garment that will give you victory. How dare you decide that you will walk in defeat? So anytime we see you, it is one problem after the other. Even when you are not seeing it, your countenance is saying it. Oh, we see you and all we can hear is the challenges that are buffeting your life. You, you, you are infuriating the king. Because he has given you a weapon the enemy cannot stand. Because anytime praise is lifted, you know what? His glory comes down. I am looking for a believer this morning who will say that even when I go through the waters, I am going to sing praises unto God. You know that there's a poster I like. He says that when the enemy comes at you and he's waiting for you to be depressed and give up on your dreams, oh, but you go out there and you start singing praises unto God, the devil gets a nervous breakdown because he's confused. This is the situation that should have killed you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they landed in the fire. The fire was so hot that even those that were pushing them into the fire died. But they stepped into that fire and they said, oh, this man doesn't know. We have a certain garment on us. It is called the garment of praise. So they were standing there and they were looking at those boys and they were singing and they were dancing in the fire. And you know the amazing thing. Bible says that when they came out of the fire. Even their clothes did not smell of smoke. The garment of praise is immune to even smoke. You don't get it. I pray you get that revelation. The garment of praise it, it will even make sure that the, the devil can do nothing. And after he has tried, 
he will even think that but, but your garments will not even smell of smoke. You, God will take you out of the situation so nicely that you will begin to wonder, how did I get out of this? He thinks that death is going to be your end. You will never come out of it. You will work for 100 years. You still can't pay that debt. But he doesn't know that our poverty was placed on him. He became poor so that we will become rich. And he doesn't know that it is God who gives us the power to make wealth and add no sorrow. So he is thinking that you are going to struggle and work to pay. But God will make a way. He will bring destiny helpers that will transform your life. And the enemy will stand there and say, hey, how did this happen? The garment of praise. When you refuse to wear the garment of praise and praise him in the morning, I, when I was doing this, I was like, how do, you, how do you wear this garment? You wear this garment by investing your whole time, your resources, everything into building your praise life. So that when your, your foot hits a stone, you don't say, Meru. But you say, oh, thank you, Lord. When, when, when the car is about to somersault, you don't say, Aj, Aj. But you say, Jesus, may your name be lifted. Be a shield around me. And, and God will deliver you. How do you build a life of praise? You can't be a praise person only on Sundays. Or only when you go and kneel in the morning and it's your duty before we've told you, before you start recounting the things that you want God to do for you, you have to praise him. You have to, so it's, it's now like uh, wrote. You, you, you recite them, oh, Father, we thank you, we bless your holy name, may your name be praised. <laughs> and after that is the end of it for the day. That, that you are wearing that garment only in your room. And in your room, that garment is not even necessary. That garment is crucial when you step out there. Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And anytime you are out there without your knowledge, arrows are flying all around you. Without your knowledge, the enemy is trying all his possible means to get at you. But, but let me tell you, as long as you are wearing that garment of praise, it insulates you from every attack of the enemy. So I'm telling you that the only way the sickness can get to you it's when your immunity is broken. All you can do is that build that immunity by living with praise in your mouth. So the situation has to make you cry. <laughs> but you say, nah, I choose to wear the garment of praise. I am hungry right now. And yes, the fact of the matter is that I'm hungry. <laughs> The hunger is not going away, but the good news is that you, hunger doesn't kill you after, until after 40 days. You know that. I say water is like two weeks or something. Without water, in seven days, you'll be gone. Without food, like 40 days. So the hunger is there. I agree. But that you, there is no benefit when you state the fact. It is not as if when you state the fact, food suddenly comes from somewhere. There is no power in the fact. But there is power in praise. So why don't you turn it around? So you are saying that I'm, the hunger is, is there. But Lord, I thank you that even I have a stomach that can feel the hunger. Lord, I thank you that I even have appetite to feel hunger. Go to Kolebu. Some people have to be force fed. Because appetite is in the court. 
Some of us, when we lose appetite, it means we are on our way to the grave. <laughs> appetite is there all the time. Malaria, fever, it's constant. So you are saying that, Lord, the hunger is there. It's a fact. But the truth of your word is that you are a provider. And because you are a provider, my Bible says that even my earthly parents, when their children ask them for bread, they don't give them stones. How much more you, God, who watches over me day and night? You don't slumber, you don't sleep. I am inscribed in the palm of your hands. You love me so much. You said if I loved you enough to give you my son to die for you, what, much more, what more couldn't I do for you? So hunger, you are there. But my God is a provider. And begin to see God move in ways that you cannot even comprehend. That job is giving you stress. It is, it is difficult. It is a fact. But you are saying that, Lord, you are the one who gave Daniel excellence and wisdom in all that he did. So, Lord, I choose to praise you. You are an excellent God. You created me in your image and in your likeness. So, if you are a creator and you are excellent, then I don't have a choice. I'm struggling with this right now. But because I have your DNA, may you give me wisdom to come out of this. May everything that I do be excellent. Lord, why? Because you are an excellent God. And let me tell you one thing about God. God, or per fans. God, he loves fans. Hey, the person who can say that even if you don't praise me, I will raise stones. Just or per fans. I'm telling you. I'm sure you didn't know that. Or per fans. When you come to him and, and you give him fans and you, you exalt him, you adore him, he's like, what can I do? What can I do for this child? What can I do? Because I know that his praise shall continually be in his mouth. So I have to make sure that I give him a reason to continue praising me. Because by way, me fans, say yes. And some of my children are like that. This man here will come to you. Oh, mommy, I've missed you. I've been thinking about you all week. Should I go and get you chicken wings from? And, he, and he's giving you funds because exactly so if I love fans and, and I'm willing to open up and, and, and do things because I know that I'll be appreciated how much more God so that is why I'm telling you that the enemy he is cunning he will make sure that he takes away your garment of praise don't allow him Praise is all we do. When we are going through difficulty, we praise. It's a weapon the world does not have. So for them, when you are going through difficulty, you have to cry and you have to moan and you have to complain. That is the world. We have a superior strategy. And our strategy is that when we are going through the waters, we praise. Why? Because we know that as long as we lift Praise unto him. He is going to send answers to come down to us. From today, live here with a garment of praise. When you, you, you stop praising, you are also telling God that I'm, I'm ungrateful. Because think about it. You are complaining about a husband who has income. Hey, but you can breathe. You have life. You are healthy. You have a job. You are beautiful. Hey, people who are not even beautiful are praising God. Oh. Then you, you are beautiful. 
Oh my God. So when you stop praising because of one situation, you are saying that God, the 80 that you have done for me or the 90 that you have done for me and it's non-score. I'm only focused on the 20. But if you take time to think about it, David said, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where I will be. Uh, he says, well, how can I give back unto God for all that he has done for me? I can't do anything but to lift up the, the, the horn of my salvation and give him all the glory. David understood what it means to praise and to wear the garment of praise. No wonder God told him, your house will never be devoid of a king. No matter how his descendants fooled around, there was always somebody in the house of David on the throne. Why? Because David understood what it means to wear the garment of praise. Why am I speaking this message to you this morning? I understand that life is a series of ups and downs. That doesn't change when you become a Christian. If anybody tells you that give your life to Christ and all your problems vanish, it's a lie from the pit of hell. As long as you are in this earth, as long as the promises of God are on your life, you will have to contend for your breakthroughs. There are things in this world that you have to fight for. There are difficulties that you need to surmount. There are battles that you have to fight. Because sometimes the victory cannot come until the battle has happened. So trust me when I say, in 2018, it's not going to be smooth sailing. There will be challenges. There will be difficulties. There will be times you want to cry. There will be times when you wake up and you feel blah. There will be times when you wake up and you don't know where to turn. It happens to me. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm, and I'm I, I don't know. There's something I'm not sick but I'm not well you know that thing it's like you don't know where to move next problems the doors so you don't know which one to tackle first and, and deal with it. And, and you are all you, and that happens to all of us but you know what is different between us and the world the difference is that they probably will curl up in bed and feel depressed and make calls oh but some of us we will jump out of that bed and begin to sing praises unto him and begin to call the name of the Lord and begin to call him the one who is and who was and who is forevermore we'll begin to sing his praises and as soon as you begin to sing praises unto him things begin to turn around suddenly light comes if you haven't tried it from today make it a habit wear the garment of praise let praise be a garment that you wear it causes God to move in your life it causes God to continue to shower his blessings in your life. It gives you perspective. It allows you to understand. Anytime you start singing his praises, something miraculous happens. All of a sudden, you begin to see that your problem is only a small fraction. Just say, it is even negligible in the grand scheme of things. It is negligible. Once you begin to sing of the awesomeness of our God, the positive attributes, I'm sure even scientifically, they will tell you that when, when you start feeling good, you secrete hormones. The feel-good hormones, the same ones that come out when you exercise. So you are fat, but when you start exercising, immediately you feel slim. Like the one day has changed. Nothing has changed, my dear. But your hormones have changed. 
and you begin to feel confident about yourself and excited with yourself, there are hormones that your body secretes. So even scientifically, there's reason to praise. If you don't believe they're spiritual, I'm telling you that once you begin to change the mindset and begin to praise instead of complain or feel afraid or, or doubt, or, or, but, but, but when you start to praise, something changes your system. And all of a sudden, what seemed like an impossible situation becomes possible. All of a sudden, what seemed like the end of the road suddenly becomes the beginning of a highway. All of a sudden, what seemed like is the, is the end of my life, you begin to see that there's more to life than that problem that you are facing. You know what? That problem begins to understand that there is a God who is bigger, that there is a God who is mightier, that there is a God who will come through for me. Oh, do not start laughing yet because my God is able. He is able. In spite of the seeming challenges, he will see me through. My God is able. My God has integrity. My God watches over his word to perform. He is not man to lie. He is not man to go back on his word. Whatever he has said concerning my life, it will come to pass. My God, every word that he speaks has power in itself to perform. So my God doesn't need you to help him perform his word. He can perform his word all by himself. My God is the alpha. But he's not just alpha. He's the omega. Even before he starts with me, he has the finish line in mind. So maybe I am going left and right, not sure where I am turning. But trust me, the one who watches over Israel, he will not keep silent until I get to the end of that road. Oh, my God will watch over me. He will make sure that my steps are ordered in his way. I may be struggling right now, but not for too long. Why? Because my God is a deliverer. That is his name. And I am trusting that from today, you will wear the garment of praise. It's a weapon the enemy cannot fight. It's a weapon the enemy cannot stand. It's a weapon that when you employ, your life changes. Today, live here understanding that no more am I going to walk into a wedding feast without my garment of praise. Because it causes the king to be upset. And it, it doesn't allow you to become a tree of righteousness and the planting of the Lord. When you wear the garment of praise, you become a planting of the Lord. You become a tree that is planted by the rivers of water like in Psalm 1. That is what you become. Nothing shakes you. Nothing moves you. Because even in the face of adversity, you will still say that my God is alive. My God is delivers. My God will come through for me. My God will give me a testimony. My God will turn things around. You will say that he's a God. He will turn it around for me. He will turn it in my favor. No matter how dark the situation is, he is light. And he will shine his light in my life. Shall we stand this morning as we come to this God and you are praying for grace. That this word will not go in one ear and come out. But from today, you are covenanting with God. That my life will be a life of praise. 
That as a child of God, anytime anybody sees me, they don't see a naked Christian, but they see someone wearing the garment of praise. Begin to pray unto God and say, Lord, help me. Some of us are so used to negatives. Just every word that comes out of your mouth is negative. Lord, I'm suffering, no? Lord, this problem will kill me. Lord, this sickness will take me to my grave. Lord, this child will be the death of me. Lord, your life, pray for grace to be delivered. That from today, everything that comes from you will be positive. Even when it is dark, sing the praises of our God. You just listened to a sermon preached by Pastor Boahima of the Makers House Chapel International, Hope Arena. We hope you were blessed. Thank you for listening. You can also subscribe to Higher Heights, her personal growth and development podcast at www.boahima.com. Oh,